welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today our special guest is Dr. Katrina Burris. And she's the CEO and founder of Excellent Executive Coaching and is known for and is actually known for fast tracking leaders to C-suite and beyond. And for transforming brilliant jerks, that's the bit I like, brilliant jerks into inspiring leaders. And I can I've worked with a few can be be in that category as well. Um, so she um, basically is a keynote speaker and published and has published Managing Brilliant Jerks and Global Leadership, which is a body of work used by companies such as Nestle, Novartis, the World Health Organization, and many more, and across different countries from Mexico to Russia to the US, across the US, etc. Uh, Dr. Burris has been 18 years of experience as the first master certified coach and founding board member from the ICF. International Coaching Federation in Switzerland. So she has a lot of experience and to me has a lot of wealth of knowledge that, that she actually puts into practice. So Katrina, how are you going? So Katrina, I noticed that um, you tend to talk about uh, brilliant jerks. So tell me, just starting off, um, what do you mean by that? A brilliant jerk is somebody that uh, is a high achiever, usually very bright because they're brilliant in their area of expertise, yeah. but they're interpersonally blind. And that's yeah. where the jerk comes in. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, sometimes they give big results for companies uh, because they're very driven, but yeah. it causes a lot of turnover and stress in the company. And yeah, maybe even yeah. litigations because of the behavior yeah. of the leader. And that's, yeah, like it's, uh, it bring, uh, if I get time later, I can give you an example of one where I where to deal with. Um, but but it, it's interesting. Um, it's when you get brilliant people, sometimes they just focus on the brilliance and it tends to feed the ego. So it makes them actually behave even worse. Um, you know, yeah, had a few over time. So you, so, so in 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 the, in that, what what's some of the things that um, people should look, or leaders should look at? That the question is, do we do we run with the added, I guess, the uh, input from these people, the 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 uh, what they produce, what they uh, do, but or do we or do we look step back and go? Uh, we need to do something about it, like you're saying, because it becomes litigious and has all sorts of problems. So what have you seen generally? What do I say or what yeah, do... What, what how... do you see? Sorry, it's a bit... It's a, what, do you, what do you see generally uh, in that? Oh, so usually... As a general rule, they get rid of them or general rule, general rule they keep them? Well, yes, sometimes they uh, fire them because they have caused too much turnover, too much complaints about the employees. Sometimes their roughness even affects customer service. So people, excuse me, uh, people will, uh, they're so rough in their yeah. behavior that they also are rough with uh, their clients. Yeah. For example, yeah. uh, there can be a heart surgeon that was very sought after and the hospital wanted very much to bring him in because he has such international yeah. aura. So they bring him in 
And indeed, he's a very good heart surgeon, but the nurses complain, the patients thinks his bedside manner is horrible, uh, for example. So that uh, could be a case. Yeah, so the hospital yeah. would call me and say, look, we want his expertise. He has attracted clients by the simple fact that he's so renowned. However, no one wants to work with him. So that's when the company or the hospital or the service provider calls me. Okay. So then, well, given that then, then what do you, how do you approach those people? When they call so in general, they don't understand why people are complaining because it is their blind spot. So usually it's the company that says, uh, look, uh, we think you're doing wonderfully yeah, well, yeah. et cetera, and this, this, this. But uh, interpersonally, we find that you're rough or that people, too many people are leaving your department. And so we propose a coach to you. So and generally, they're offended yeah, because yeah. they work usually very, very hard uh, to do well. So they think, wow, maybe this is a betrayal. He here, I'm working yeah, hard, yeah. I'm bringing in people, but uh, you know, they're complaining because I don't hold people's hands or I'm not nice to them, but you know, most of them are really incompetent. Yeah, so, they're all confident, I yeah. Mean, what do you expect? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, and, and I'm not here to take care of them. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, that, that's uh, very, uh, very typical and brings back some memories. It's funny, this. It's, there's two types of those type of people. In, in the, like in your situation, I can understand them being put off by having a coach. Then I get other situations where I'm on site with a lot of executives or, or a uh, team, and they, feel, they they get offended that they haven't got one. So, but then when they're challenged, then they don't want one, right? They they just want the ego recognition that I've got a coach. But then, once you start challenging them to, to uh, take a look at themselves in the mirror, then that's when they don't necessarily react to the coach so kindly. Well, you know, it culturally, it's also a bit different. Like I had an English executive that I yeah. coached and he introduced me to all this office because having a coach was like a prestige item. Yeah, yeah, and it's right. like having the best office, uh, a Jaguar, and you yeah. have your coach. Yeah. But I also coach an executive, a French executive, and she would even take me around the office, but never introduce me because then she would have to explain that she has a coach. Yeah. So it's also, you make an in interesting point. You have to see whether the company perceives coaches as remedial. That means yeah. something's wrong, you got to fix or as developmental or as a perk. And that also helps to know how this leader will receive you. That's, that's, that's spot on. It's, um, yeah, a couple of my clients, they do all three. <laughs> you can be assigned a coach for the development, uh, um, sort of a development reward. Uh, other times it's remedial. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you got to approach it differently, but I would say uh, the brilliant jerks generally don't uh, think they need it because they're high performers yeah, despite... Yeah. They're very brilliant and they don't understand. And you're, it's like when you drive a car, you see 2020 in front of you, but 
there's an angle that you don't see. And usually that angle is the interpersonal or they don't see it or they don't value it. They don't value it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the so, point. So if they yeah. don't value it, uh, it's like it's in the beginning, you can ask them, well, okay, uh, what do, why do you think you're, I'm here? Yeah. That might be one question. Mm -hmm. And to see how much they see. Uh, what, has somebody talked to them about this issue? Yeah. Is yeah. there, so that's, uh, uh, and also if the boss has spoken to them, you can see a little bit, uh, has he really said things clearly? Because if they say, oh, I don't know why you're here, you know, I'm a high performer. I don't understand why they send me a coach. Yeah. Then there's a pre-conversation that was not take that has not taken place. Yeah. Uh, it's important that you, the management does their role, and the management needs to tell the person being coach their KPIs, what they expect, what behavior they expect, and what they like about them, and also. Uh, what needs improvement. So that conversation usually needs to take place before the coach comes in. And that's something I inquire. Yeah. Because uh, if they've already talked to this person, explained a bit, then they're already say, okay, there's an issue. Now it's a question is this person, can they really help me or not? And so since they're high achievers usually, I don't tell them they need to be coach. I just ask them uh, what they, the reasons might be that I'm there. Yeah. So I get awareness. And then uh, is there negative information that might be deterring them from the career that is in the organization? Yeah. So uh, if they don't know, uh, I could I could propose to do some research work for them, how they're perceived, what would make the relationships more productive, and then see if they still want to do a coaching or not. So I let, uh, since they're usually high-powered individuals and yeah. very smart, I, I let them make a decision. But I my objective is that they accept that I do some research work and bring yeah. feedback. So it's not only my perception, it's not only their boss, yeah. but how does a group of people perceive them and what is in the feedback that could derail them from having an extraordinary career? Because yeah. my objective is that they succeed and that they address the issues enough to, to be very successful. It's like even if you do a tennis player, if he's very good with his right hand, but in his left swing is yeah. not very good. Well, guess where people will focus their attention on his left oh. swing where he's not very good and he'll yeah. lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. So if the leader is uh, begins to have a reputation that he is not interpersonally savvy or that he's abrasive or that he's toxic even, uh, then uh, that's going to deter uh, from a very successful career. So uh, it's, it's bringing back feedback, how he's perceived, but also all the information that's necessary for if the person wants to take action, they know exactly what to do. It's just in then a question of integrating those new behaviors that are much more productive for his career and for other people.
And, that's, and that and takes that's time. That yeah, takes... And it takes time, you're right. And I'm pleased you said, you mentioned that to me, it's, it's critical to get the feedback because um, sometimes it's a surprise. Other times they expect it. Um, it just depends who it is and uh, how they perceive the world. But you're right, you mentioned before, I think that um, sometimes they know they're creating havoc, but they think their ability, they can get away with it. And everyone else has got to duck and weave and bend and walk on eggshells uh, to facilitate their brilliance. Then others just don't realise. That's all. right. Yeah, it's just, uh, and then that can be a huge shock. Yeah, it is. But I'll tell. But but I'll tell you, Ross. There's also a problem because I've had uh, executives get uh, 360 degree feedbacks, which is a feedback system yep, for. Yep. As you know, but maybe yeah. your listeners don't all know, it's mm -hmm. a feedback from their boss, their peers, and their employees. Employee, yeah. On a yeah. scale of certain competencies the companies want to evaluate them on, so it's a Likert scale, one to five or one to seven, yeah. Yeah. on that particular competency. So given that uh, my client, when they called me, uh, this client had had five years yeah. in a row a 360 degree feedback and got always the same feedback. That is that he treated his employees badly, but that's not, it's not because he got that information that he really changed. And that's why they called me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's one thing to be aware. It's another to actually change your behavior to something more productive because what got them there is a certain type of behavior that made them very successful. So they're not going to release that behavior very easily. They really have to see and have support in those behavioral changes that will get them to be even more successful than what they are today, but with a bigger picture of how to help the people in the company and how to help the company overall and not just about their department or their revenues. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just going to have the hard conversations sometimes. In the, well, it's not just a conversation, it's a series of conversations. And it's usually, as you do it by questioning and just get them to keep, just keep asking questions about um, the issue of the impact of the behaviours that it causes and just, and it's funny, uh, it's, a lot of it to me is built in the headspace. When you get them down into their into their inner their inner self, their their, their deep um, feeling type self, they don't wish. I've never had anyone yet that wishes harm on anyone. But as soon as you get them back up into their head, that that's different. They like to play uh, the political game and do all those sorts of behaviours. Uh, so it becomes it, it does become a challenge. So what what ways do you sort of once you're connected with them, you've got the feedback, how do you pry open the, the individual? So a lot of them are triggered. So they're triggered. They're, they feel threatened by something. Usually the high achievers again, I really want to yeah. underline that very yeah. bright. So they can be so bright and so quick that they get extremely impatient with someone that isn't. Right. Uh, they can be... Uh, very bright, but feel that they have to achieve constantly. They have a huge pressure on themselves. And if anyone comes back to them that has not failed or has not executed what 
they have wanted them to achieve, they're triggered. It's like a threat. It's like yeah. uh, it uh, has a direct impact on them and their reputation and their status. So they get very angry and, and fight and really react triggered where it doesn't, it becomes emotional where they criticize the person, not the task, and they don't give them feedback. The person that didn't make the job or didn't uh, correctly succeed, uh, they don't give them the feedback because they're so annoyed uh, that will help them succeed. And I think that's a big difference between yeah, a brilliant yeah. jerk and an inspiring leader is that one, the brilliant jerk is has a gut reaction and has a very negative, in a sense, reaction because they feel threatened to some degree. Yeah. And the more inspirational leader really adapts his leadership agility, has this person uh, fail because they're incompetent or they're, they're not competent enough. They need to develop certain things yeah. to succeed the project yeah. or are they not motivated and will adapt. You know, if it's someone that tried very hard but didn't succeed well they need a sponsor they need more training they need no more coaching the leader has to um, how do you say follow them more closely to help them succeed but in the mind of the inspiring leader is that they want their direct report or their employee or peer to succeed and they will develop them enough uh, to help them succeed well, the, uh, the brilliant jerk is probably not conscious of their brilliance and will react. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Dropped out a bit for a second. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, so yeah. the brilliant yeah. jerk will uh, react sort of on a guttural level. Yeah. Because they have a lot of anxieties, really. And yeah. that's what we need to they understand. Do. You meant. You made a very interesting observation. You know, it's not, it's rare to find them that they love just to hurt people. A yeah, lot of it yeah. is they're unaware or they think their role isn't to develop people or to take care of them. They or right. perform or they don't. Yeah. So that's a, one's a, one coaching is a different mindset and see how they can succeed better having more people engaged and wanting to do the best they can and helping them succeed. So that's, uh, it's, that's a very Yeah, it's a challenge for leadership, right? Like to me, good leaders, you mentioned about inspirational leaders. If they have people like that in within their team, that it's, that they actually do something about it. And, um, and to me, do something about it is having those conversations. Sure, they bring in a coach, but they should be having those conversations, not just leaving it, because uh, it gets worse. And then they'll bring in a coach who's, uh, and then all the information becomes a major surprise because no one's had the conversation. And that, by not having the conversation, it actually basically is sort of condoning the behaviour because you're just ignoring it. And, that's, and that makes matters worse in some respects. So leaders have to really do something about it have the conversations, but then get help with, seek help through coaching, such as yourself. Yeah. Yes, you make an important point. First, the leaders of that brilliant jerk needs to be 
a good leader and explain what is accepted and not accepted. Uh, that's one thing. And yeah. then uh, the the leader themselves needs to be able to control themselves. But for that, they need to under have the insight what triggers them. What is it that in what situation are they triggered so they become emotional and not uh, thoughtful and strategic in the way they answer? Yeah. And that's a coach can help very much by, by having that talk, but then helping them be more strategic and, and look at different behaviors that will get them closer to what they want without the negative effects. Yeah. So it's awareness, it's the talk, the conversation, the awareness, and then how to impl implement a new behavior. For example, uh, an executive was very friendly with his colleague, but then once faced with the big boss in the meeting room, uh, he destroyed his friend in front of him because he had this huge desire to be recognized as the brightest in the room, mm -hmm. uh, but at the detriment of his colleague. Now, that that he was triggered because he really wanted to impress this, this leader. Uh, he wanted his approval. Mm -hmm. He wanted his admiration. So how could he get more admiration and his approval of this person, but without destroying his colleague and yeah, yeah. every way he did it with the conversation? And how could he see that his, the person he wanted respect from, uh, he could have his same respect by thinking overall about the overall benefit of the company and not just his benefit. Yeah, and that's, that's where some get bit, that bit misaligned. It's to me, they're thinking in their head, because um, it's an ego, outer ego type issue, you know. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's that issue that uh, they all think that they've got to compete and that's uh, at the expense and probably doing, you're doing yourself more damage to a good leader. They recognize that very quickly. And you do, you're actually basically derailing yourself and putting an anchor on your on your own career, but a lot don't get it. But anyway, it, it all comes back to as as you're saying, is is good leaders having the conversations with the brilliant jerks, uh, seeking to me seeking help through through coaches um, when they can and if they can. But the key is they need to have the conversations, otherwise they condone it and that becomes a bigger issue. And then all the good people around those people, they leave. <laughs> so you're left with one brilliant jerk and no one, no one else. So it actually, it sort of facilitates the behavior because you're left with, you're left with people who don't want to work with the jerk or they leave. Um, and so the only people who work with the jerk can't leave because they haven't got, they're not good enough to get jobs anywhere else. So you're left with a team that it's not very effective apart from the jerk. So you create, your own reality by not doing anything. Um, and that's the key is to do something about it. Yes, you uh, make yeah. an important point is that usually they think they will succeed and people will notice their brilliance if they make a void around them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they feel that the people aren't good enough. I mean, I've also had a leader that is so smart that he would get aggravated with anybody that asked him a question that he thought was really not very yeah. well thought out. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're very impatient too. So how to manage that impatience so that 
they can develop their employees instead of criticize them if they're not succeeding. But sometimes they need to just be aware that something that's extremely easy for them is really a challenge for somebody else. So tolerance, being tolerant uh, is difficult for many of these executives. Very, very They're too focused on themselves. That's, that, and that's, to me, that's the key. It's too focused on themselves rather than the wider picture of people around them. So I got, the, and that's, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the wider picture and also yeah. that they can succeed better as a leader if they make all their team perform better. So yeah. basically, they would, even on a revenue level, they will have more success because as a leader, you can't do all the work. You have to work through people. So if you empower them to really uh, outperform, your overall revenue will be much higher. But unfortunately, sometimes they see it as very threatening to have very good people around them. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's the opportunity cost of having having uh, those types of jerks in the organisation. It's what it's and it's hard to quantify, but that's the key. It's the opportunity cost of people around you not producing to their maximum to facilitate one person to produce to theirs, and that's not quite. Um, productive long term. So, and, and on that note, Katrina, I do thank you for coming on our show today and talking about Bridget Jerks and your information, um, the link and all that will be on our podcast notes. And and your house, if you're, my head's gone a bit blank for a moment. I just, I, I thought our link was dropping out again, but it's come, it's come good again now. So, so we'll have all the information on the link. Anything last thing you want to say? Yes, if uh, the listeners want to develop uh, more, more emotional intelligence, there's a tool, an exercise, which is also amusing, uh, on my website called excellentexecutivecoaching.com. Uh, there's an exercise to really know better your, your peers, and your employees at a deeper level so that this awareness can help you have more empathy. And if you have more empathy, you can also have better emotional intelligence. So it's again on my website called Excellent Executive Coaching and you can download it. It's a good exercise to uh, do before you evaluate an employee to really know them at a more deeper level. Thank you. Well, thank you, Katrina. Yes, and that information will be on our site uh, for people to follow the link that will be there. And um, I thank you for being a guest today on our Soul Inspired Leadership podcast. So thanks, listeners, for listening today about Brilliant Jerks and the, the cost of that and, and how to challenge them and deal with the, the situation. Thank you thank very you much. Listening.